It's time now for another edition of Roarman's Raging Softball Report. Everything Louisiana softball. Now, here's your host, loving Louisiana softball since 1981. It's the Roar Man. Hello, and welcome into another edition of my softball podcast. I am the Roar Man. I really do appreciate you tuning in. Five games in three days. The Cajuns sweep Texas A&M Corpus Christi, split with LSU, and defeat Ole Miss. First up, the crossover classic. It started at 12 o'clock noon at Tiger Park as the Cajuns faced off against Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The Cajuns win 5-2. to two. It really wasn't their best effort. Maybe they were just getting their footing after returning from Florida. But hey, a win is a win, right? Sam Landry gets the start in the circle for the Cajuns. She goes four innings. She gives up six hits, two earned runs, strikes out four, walks two, and hits one batter. Chloe Riazzetto comes in in relief. She throws three innings, holding Corpus hitless, striking out four, and walking one batter. A great job by her. At the plate, Maya Davis goes two for four with an RBI and a run scored. Stormy K goes two for three with an RBI and a run scored as well. So the first game kind of served as a warm-up as the Cajuns were then to face undefeated LSU. Thanks in part to the play of three fantastic freshmen, the Cajuns defeat the Tigers 5-4, to four, earning their first victory over the Tigers since 2020. LSU went with pitcher Raylan Chafin, not their ace, Allie Kilponen. In the first, Chafin got the Cajuns out in order. LSU put runs on the board in their half of the first inning, and here's how it happened. Shorman made the mistake of walking leadoff hitter Danica Coffey. If Coffey gets on base when leading off, chances are she is going to score, and that is exactly what happened. Next up, Briggs hit a sacrifice bunt, advancing Coffey to second. Then Taylor Pleasance doubled to right field, scoring Coffey. Georgia Clark then singled to left, scoring Pleasance, and the Tigers jumped out to a 2-0 lead. Shorman got the next two batters out. The first four hitters in LSU's lineup, they are very good. The other five are not very good. And to beat LSU, the opposing team must keep the first four hitters' bats quiet. In the first inning, Shorman was not able to do that. In the second, the Cajuns tied the score. Campbell grounded out to first. Heath was hit by a pitch. Langoliers popped up. Then one of the fantastic freshmen, Victoria Valdez, hit a home run to left field to tie the score. Then Sissy Vasquez popped up to end the inning. LSU went quietly in the bottom of the second. In the top of the third, the Cajuns took the lead. Chafin walked the first batter, Kayla Falterman. Maya singled to first. She advanced to second on a throwing error by Gutierrez at first. Falterman advanced to third. At that point, LSU pitcher Chafin was replaced in the circle by freshman Sidney Burzon. Hayden struck out. Burzon then threw a wild pitch. Falterman scored, and the Cajuns led 3-2. Stormy K then homered to left field, scoring two runs, and the Cajuns now led 5-2. The Cajuns had the opportunity to score more runs, but... Carly Heath was thrown out at home trying to score from second on a ball hit to right field by Alexa Langoliers. 
It was an on-the-money throw by LSU's right fielder to get her out at home. In the bottom half of the third, Briggs singled, Pleasant struck out, and then the play of the game, and more than likely, the play of the entire season happened. Clark hit a monster shot to center. Fantastic freshman Maya Davis made a diving catch and flew headfirst into the padded wall making the catch. As she lay motionless on the ground, Kayla Falterman, playing left field, was smart enough to take the ball out of Maya's glove and throw it to second base for the double play, ending the inning. Maya risked everything to make the catch. If you haven't seen it or heard the call, here's Lynn Rollins and Yvette Gerard's call of the play. Briggs at second base, one out. High and Goodbye. deep, way back, way back. Is that caught? Oh my goodness! A remarkable play in center field! It's gonna be a double play. A remarkable play in center field by Maya Davis. She is hurt, moving a little bit now, but an extraordinary play. Absolutely unbelievable. A phenomenal, never before seen type catch by the center fielder Maya Davis. Talking about her leg. This is beyond belief, the catch in center field. But wow. what a catch. Wow, wow, wow. Can you believe that? That's a ESPN highlight play for sure. I thought that ball was out of here. Head first. Ooh, head first into head the wall. first into the wall. She holds on to the ball apparently. Absolutely incredible. I've never seen anything better than that. Both teams went quietly in the fourth. In the fifth, no damage was done by either team. In the sixth, the Cajuns' bats remained silent. In LSU's half of the sixth, Georgia Clark homered to left field to make the score 5-3 to three Cajuns. They scored again on two singles and a walk. After scoring the fourth run, Shorman was replaced in the circle by freshman Chloe Riazzetto. She struck out Coffee to end the inning. The score now stood at 5-4 to four in favor of the Cajuns. In the seventh, Piscus singled to shortstop, but the Cajuns could not drive her in. And here's a short note, a pretty cool story. I met Sophie in 2020 at a tournament the Cajuns were playing at UAB in Birmingham. She was a senior in high school, had committed to the Cajuns, and was there to watch the Cajuns play. She was there with a teammate on her high school team. I asked the young lady what position she played. She told me she was a pitcher, and I asked her if she was going to be a Cajun. She says, no, sir, I'm going to be an LSU Tiger. I jokingly said, that's too bad. Well, Sophie's teammate was Sydney Burzon. Now, Sydney is in her freshman year at LSU. There was a good chance Sophie would hit against her. Last week, I asked Sophie about facing her, and Sophie said if that happened, they would both be nervous. They had actually texted back and forth about that possibly happen, happening, and Sophie said if it did, she had the advantage. Well, it happened, and Sophie hit a single off of her former high school teammate, Sydney Burzon. So, former teammates, now bitter rivals. Now, back to the game. With freshman Riazzetto facing the heart of LSU's lineup in the bottom of the seventh, she got Briggs to ground out. She then walked Pleasance. Townsend, running for Pleasance, was out at second on a fielder's choice. Then Riazzetto struck out 
Rudity and the Cajuns won 5-4. Just a fantastic performance with the game on the line by freshman Riazzetto. So three fantastic freshmen come through for the Cajuns. Valdez with a two-run homer, Davis with one of the most incredible catches ever made in softball, and Riazzetto holding the heart of LSU's lineup hitless. On to the next day, Sunday, and at high noon, the Cajuns were back at it, taking on Texas A&M Corpus Christi once again, and it was the Carly Heath show as she almost single-handedly defeated the Islanders. I mentioned many times in previous podcasts that I thought Carly was going to be a force in the circle this year, and in this game, she was. She threw a complete game no-hitter, so congratulations to her. She also hit a two-run homer, the only runs the Cajuns would score, as they win two to nothing. And also, Carly successfully laid down a bunt, the first time a Cajun has been successful doing so this year. Just an incredible overall performance by Carly Heath. Now on to the second game of the day, this one against LSU, and I'll be brief. The Tigers get the win 4-1. to one. Although the Cajuns made it interesting in the bottom of the seventh, the Cajuns made three mistakes that cost them the game. LSU ace pitcher Ali Kilponen threw a three-hitter, and here are the talking points. Sam Landry got the start for the Cajuns. Could she keep the Tigers at bay after a couple of poor performances in the circle? Turns out she absolutely could. First time through the order, she got all nine LSU batters out over the first three innings. In the bottom half of the third, the Cajuns scored a run on two hits to take a one-to-nothing lead. Starting off in the top of the fourth after seeing Landry for the second time, leadoff hitter Coffey singled, then with Taylor Pleasance at the plate, and the count one ball and two strikes, the first mistake was made. Landry threw a 63-mile-per-hour pitch right down the center of the plate, and Pleasance launched it over the center field fence. Tigers 2, Cajuns 1, Lamb into the circle to pitch for Landry. Mistake number two happened in the sixth inning. It was a misplayed ball by Jordan Campbell in right field that she should have caught. She did not. And then finally, mistake number three, with two batters on and Chloe Riazzetto in the circle, LSU freshman Macy Bergeron stepped to the plate. Bergeron was the number two ranked player in high school last year. She was one of the best power hitters in the nation. And to this point in her college career, she has underperformed tremendously. With a batting average of 188, she has the lowest batting average on the LSU team. She does not have the ability to catch up to a 67-mile-per-hour fastball. Unfortunately, Riazzetto threw Bajeron a pitch in the lower 60s that she was somehow able to get her bat on, and she feebly hit it into left field for a base hit, driving in two runs, and LSU led 4-1. to one. In the Cajuns' bottom of the seventh, they were able to load the bases with Sophie Piscus at the plate representing the winning run. Let me just say this. If Sophie would have hit a grand slam to win the game for the Cajuns in the bottom of the seventh inning, the ballpark would have exploded and erupted like Lampson Park has never done before. Sophie put a good swing on the ball, but flied out to center field to end the game. 
So the Cajuns split two games in the crossover classic with LSU. Up next, Ole Miss to town for a single game on Monday. So Monday evening arrives Louisiana versus Ole Miss. It was a game in which one player was a hero, then a goat, then a hero again in an incredible display of fight, self-determination, and perseverance. Up until the seventh inning, the game resembled a game that might have been played in the 1980s as it was a pitching duel. Ole Miss's pitcher Ansley Furbush threw a very effective rise ball, and Megan Shoreman for the Cajuns was in total control. The Cajuns scored in the first inning as Maddie Hayden walked and stole second, then Alexa Langelier singled to left, driving in Hayden. Stormy Kay then singled, but was thrown out at first on a base running error, and the inning ended. The score remained one to nothing up until the bottom of the sixth. Alexis Langoliers hit a home run, giving the Cajuns an insurance run and a two to nothing lead. In the top half of the seventh, after the first batter struck out, Michaela Alley got her third hit of the night, the only Ole Miss batter to get a hit off of Sherman up to that point. The next batter, Caitlin Riley, hit a double to left center. Then Shorman hit the next batter, making that the 22nd batter this year to be hit by a pitch by Cajun pitchers. The bases were now loaded with two outs. The next batter hit a grounder to Langoliers at short. Instead of throwing to first, she chose to throw to second, and it was not a good throw. Kylie Griffin, playing at second, could not catch the throw, and two runs scored, tying the game on Langoliers' throwing error. At that point, Shorman was replaced in the circle by Sam Landry, and she struck the next batter out, ending the inning. The Cajuns went down in the bottom of the seventh, and the game went into extra innings. In the top of the eighth, after giving up a leadoff single, Landry got the next three batters out. In the bottom of the eighth, Furbush made the mistake of walking the leadoff hitter, Maya Davis. Maddie Hayden followed with a double to left center, now with runners on second and third, and Carly Heath at the plate. Furbush intentionally walked her. Enter Alexa Langoliers. She had driven in the only two runs of the game for the Cajuns. Then she made the error that allowed Ole Miss to tie the game. This was her chance at redemption, and she delivered driving a 1-2 pitch off the wall in right center and giving the Cajuns the win. Just an incredible at-bat by Langoliers to win the game for the Cajuns. The Cajuns now sport a record of 10-6 and and are headed to Austin to play Texas, McNeese, Tennessee State, and Princeton in the Longhorn Classic. Just a few notes about the Ole Miss game. It's always great to beat an SEC team. I thought Megan Shoreman did an outstanding job. It's too bad she did not get the win. And one thing I noticed, and I think it helped her, and it sounds like it's kind of crazy, but Megan was chewing gum while she was pitching. I have never seen her do that. Maybe it is something that calms her nerves. I hope it helped, and hopefully she'll continue to do it and pitch like she did tonight. And finally, in defense of Langoliers' throwing error in the seventh that allowed Ole Miss to tie the game, the Cajuns are now 16 games into the season. 
Coach Glasgow continues to play musical chairs with the infielders from game to game and sometimes from inning to inning. Three players have played third. Three players have played short. Four players have played second. And five players have played first. I just think there is going to come a time when he is going to have to make decisions as to who starts where and stick with it. That way the players will be more comfortable in their position and more comfortable with where their teammates are playing. But hey, I'm not a coach. I'm just a guy with a podcast. What do I know? That's all for today. This is the Roar Man saying thanks for tuning in. Tell a friend. Please subscribe. See you in Austin and go Cajuns.